Welcome to the Reckoning Podcast, where we stoke a campfire, gather around, and have real-life conversations with old friends, new friends, professionals, and just shoot the shit. Reckoning all things from hunting, outdoors, beauty, entrepreneurship, relationships, life, and more. It's all just a reckoning. On this week's episode, I am joined by David Martinez. He is known as In These Mountains on Instagram. And if I had to guess, you've had him show up in your feed or you're already following him. He has the baddest bighorns on Instagram. And these things are badass. The pictures and video are just moody and there's an adventure behind it. I've got to get a print made for my office. You you just have to check them out. There's not a way to describe it. He currently resides in Bozeman, Montana and is a husband and a father of three. On this episode, we discuss how he was introduced to the outdoors growing up in California and then moving around, joining the Marine Corps, and how he ended up moving from California to Montana during COVID, which led him to picking up a camera and how his wildlife photography started. David is truly somebody that I could shoot the shit around the campfire with for hours. He's a no bullshit kind of a guy, and he has a story worth telling. You get to hear all of his crazy adventures while getting pictures of the bighorns in Montana. And let me tell you, they are wild. Plus what it's like in the day of going and shooting photography. David also shares some tips for getting started with wildlife photography and just a great outlook on life, exploring, and being an entrepreneur. With that, let's welcome David to the episode. I came across you, David, on Instagram Reels. Just scroll okay. through like one does, and all of a sudden, there are some big, mean, big horn <laughs> hordes in my feet. And that is how I found you. And then obviously, of course, I started binging through all your stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this yeah. is somebody that's been on an adventure <laughs> too. <laughs> I have to, sure. chat to this chat with this guy. So if we were to be going out in the field together, hunting, exploring, what is something like end of the night, we're shooting the shit around the campfire. What yeah. would you be like sipping on? What would I expect to see you come up to the campfire with? I'm actually not a huge drinker, but yeah, I'll I'll say this. Um, I'm I'm just like a regular beer guy. Yeah, you know, um, Coors Light. I mean, uh, you know, Paps Blue Ribbon. I don't know, just beer, standard beer. standard beer. <laughs> um, I've never really been like a big liquor drinker. You know, I think when I was in the Marine Corps when I was younger, um, mm -hmm. I tried to like like liquor. You know what I mean? Like tried to like enjoy it and like, I guess, you know, enjoy it the way I felt that other people enjoyed it. And it was just never, you know, even now, like I think of like taking a shot and it gives me like the heebie-jeebies. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh God, it Same. just, it, yeah, it never like hit for me. You know what I mean? But beer on the other hand, um, it, I like it, it's for me now, it's more of like a satisfying drink. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. brings you down. It's like a calming drink now. You know what I mean? I remember when I was younger, you know, drinking beer is like, you're trying to force yourself to like it. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. want to be cool with the people around <laughs> you. Uh, but now it's like an actual enjoyment. So, um, long day out in the woods. I'm just like, I'm a standard beer guy. Um, I've been getting on this like seltzer kick. Um, like a hard seltzer or just a regular seltzer? No, no, no. Like a hard seltzer. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, like, uh, I'm a big fan of like Topo Chico or, you know, Bud Light if it's there, but I'm a huge fan of Topo Chico. Um, I also like their seltzer water as well, but, um, yeah, it would just be like a, a standard 
alcoholic drink. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. You'd fit right yeah. in with my husband. That's he's okay, like good. after yeah. a long day, man, at like hiking, he's like, there's just something about a crisp course nice, that just seals yes, the ice deal. Ice cold beer, boom, that's it. That's all yeah. I need. Yeah. <laughs> right I'll, on. I'll definitely hike with those in my pack. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's been an extra one of those packed in or two for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's it's not an outdoor adventure if you don't have a little bit of beer with you. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your pack just gets lighter at that point usually, yeah. right? Yeah, Unless yeah, you get exactly. something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How, I'm always curious, like somebody's backstory, you see exactly what they're doing right now. And I'm so mm. curious, how was it that you were introduced to the outdoors? I grew up in Northern California in like the Oakland, San Leandro, Fremont area, Bay area, if you want to call it. Um, and my grandfather was a big hunter. Um, that was like, he, he liked deer hunting. Um, I think he was kind of introduced to it uh, after, um, I think it was after World War II. He was in the Navy. Um, he kind of got introduced to, kind of got introduced to it after that. And pretty much he kind of moved like around. He uh, kind of did a lot of traveling and stuff. And so he would find himself in like Oregon, Northern California, you know, states like that and got really into deer hunting. So that kind of stretched from the point, you know, from, I guess the beginning for my family of like where we were hunting, when, when and where. Um, and then obviously moving on to my father who grew up with my grandfather, obviously. So then he starts getting into hunting, which I've heard that, you know, hunting is a very patriarchal um, adventure. Or, or, or thing that, that most, most men do. And if, you know, being a part of a hunting family, usually it's because the father or the grandfather, whoever hunted. So yeah, obviously my dad starts hunting. And so at this point I'm, you know, I'm born. I just, I remember hunting with like a BB gun. I had like a little pellet gun, you know, that I would go out and I have pictures of me. I mean, I'm probably like, I don't know, maybe like 10, 12, somewhere in there, maybe, maybe even younger than that, probably about my son's age. So yeah, between like eight and 10, there's like pictures of me, like I'm standing out in the mountains, you know, and I'm holding like this BB gun, you know, and my dad's with me and like, you know, it's, this is like early nineties. And so, you know, we're wearing like, just not hunting gear, but just like clothes, you know what yeah. I mean? Like my dad has like, just like this old jacket on with like a pair of boots, you know, and like we're walking around in blue jeans, you know, and like, it's like the typical, you know, <laughs> early day type hunting attire. And right. um, so in that in in that regard so living in living in northern california we would drive up to the sierra nevada mountains and that's where we would go like mule deer hunting so when i was in like eighth grade seventh grade my dad got a job in ohio we moved to ohio and ohio is like huge with white-tailed deer that's like a huge thing ohio um so like ohio pennsylvania uh, michigan illinois those are like huge white-tail spots so we moved to ohio and at that point, like, I think we just kind of like got out of the hunting for a little bit, you know what I mean? And, or at least I did, I remember my dad going hunting, but you know, I'm in high school, I got my own car at some point, you know, or, you know, in this time frame. <clears throat> and so obviously hunting is just like, not on my, it's not on my radar. Right. So at that point, my dad is like, gets really into the like white tail deer hunting. Like, I mean, he gets like into it. Okay. So I start to kind of take notice and obviously my dad's, you know, he's like, so, you know, you know, why don't you come out deer hunting? This is that and the other. So I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And then I start to really get into it as well. Okay. Now in Ohio, it's tree stand hunting, which is because it's mainly what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. You went from one extreme to the other. Yeah. So we go from like, and I'll be honest with you. I'm just going to say it like this. Growing up hunting in the Sierra Nevada mountains, like was not 
the same, like in the sense of like physical, like requirement, even mm-hmm. like living up there, like we weren't really hiking that much. Like we'd walk around in the woods and like, you know, there wasn't like, you know, it's like serious mountain climbs. I mean, you know, again, I was like seven or eight years old. So it's like, I don't know if it was catered to me kind of a thing, like don't go so far, but it wasn't like anything wild. So i just want to mm-hmm. put that out there. Um, so living in Ohio, got into deer hunting. And then um, at that point, like by the time, so I joined the Marine Corps when I was, when I was like 17. And actually my dad had to sign my paperwork in order for me to uh, go to boot camp. Um, and so, uh, this is like 2004 timeframe. And, um, so I kind of, when I, when I left for the Marine Corps at like 17 and a half, almost 18, um, I was like big into hunting, big into like deer hunting, big into, you know, hunting shows and, you know, watching, oh my gosh, watching guys like Jim Shockey, um, yeah. you know, I, I mean, like, I honestly, he's like the only guy that I got on top of my head that I remember from, from that far back that was like famous, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? For like being a hunter. So I just think of Jim Shockey all the time. And I also like Jim Shockey too. So either way, um, but so when I left for the Marine Corps, obviously hunting kind of stopped. Um, I left at like the height of the Iraq war. Um, mm. and so hunting, what isn't really like a big, uh, a big part of my life dur- during that time. Uh, but other than that, I mean, that's kind of like where my hunting, like, kind of like, I guess, kind of like made its way through um, up until, yeah, about the time that I joined the Marine Corps. And uh, yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> I think it I really is a lot of time, like you said, how it just leads through generations and yeah. that's how it's introduced. And yeah. I do think, I think most people experience parts too, where they're like little and really into it, if that's how they were introduced yeah. and then they fade out of it for a minute yes, and then they find sure. them, themselves like. Oh, there, there's some peace in that. I need that. Yeah, man. for sure. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, my, my son's eight years old and, and, uh, or, or he, he just turned eight in April, but either way. So I guess last year he was seven and, mm-hmm. um, I had never taken him like, okay, let's go hunting for real. Like, let's actually go hunting. You come with me. And, um, last year was the first time he ever seen me shoot a deer, gut a deer. You know what I mean? Um, we got, we got, a uh, a nice or, you know, decent little, uh, mule deer buck but it was in the moment like i i probably honestly would have passed on him but he was sitting there next to me like next to like some trees we were like sit on like a, we were on like the side of a mountain and you know he was just so like amped up about it like oh man you know he's like let's go walk over here let's go over here and i'm like look let's just sit and wait for a minute like we're on the side let's just you know let's glass a little bit and see what we see and um this buck came through and and uh you know he was like shoot it and i'm like I'm like, I don't want to turn it away. Cause it's like, it's a completely, you know, it's, it's a decent buck, but I'm, right. I'm, I'm trying to save my tag for something way more grand. Uh, yes. But I had to kind of like swallow the buck tag. I mean, I, I still had my elk tag at the time. So I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. Yeah. I'll swallow, swallow the elk tag. So in that moment, like, I guess in my head, it was like, I'm just going to like not baptize him in it, but kind of like give him that one first memory. Because the, the one thing that I remember the most is like those first memories Mm-hmm. You know, my dad shooting a deer and, you know, or me shooting a deer for the first time, you know, I think I was in like seventh grade and I shot it from like 20 yards away with a, uh, with a, uh, with a 12 gauge shotgun slug single shot. So like, you know, like single break yeah. shotgun. And I was just walking down a trail, me and my dad were walking back and from hunting in a tree stand on, on some friend's property. And, 
and I go walking through this trail and then all of a sudden this like, you know, this little button buck just like popped out. You know what I mean? He just kind of like looked at me. I looked at him <laughs> even to the point where my dad was like, shoot him. Like he told me like, shoot him. And I was just, I raised my, you know, I raised the rifle up and shot him or the shotgun up and shot him. But either way, so like memories like that, I think that was kind of the why him being there with me and me saying, okay, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, I just like had to, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, fuck, like I can't pass. Oh, sorry. Can I pass on here? Yeah, you can. can. Oh, okay, no, okay. you're good. You know, I was just like, fuck man, you know, I, I didn't want to pass it up. So, Oh, there's so yeah. many parents everywhere that are like, yeah. yes, because gotta swallow that want... one. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, okay, you I'll do. swallow this one tag, you know, no, no big deal. But, and you know what the, like the same thing is, is like the freezer gets filled. You teach your kids incredible yeah. Yeah. things and yeah. like some of our favorite memories stories that yeah. we go back to aren't always yeah. the biggest deer it's yeah, those yeah, moments yeah, yeah. that we had with the kids yeah we're just sure. absolutely leading up to it so yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> i hear you on that one for sure yeah. do you remember like your very first memory outdoors was it hiking in the sierras yeah i think like i have a specific my very first memory yeah um, it was in the Sierra, Sierra Nevada mountains. I think it was in unit D if I'm not mistaken, I haven't hunted oh. up there or been up there in years, but I remember it being like unit D or unit E, something like that. Um, and I don't even know if that's right. I mean, it might not even be unit D. It might be the something same. totally yeah. different, but for some reason in my head, unit D pops up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I remember, yeah, going out there. I remember like my dad making a big campfire. I remember that our, so we were all sleeping in a tent. And uh, we had our, our chest, like a cooler, you know, like with food or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it had a bunch of ice in it. And I remember that apparently had a crack in it that then leaked into my sleeping bag. <laughs> and I remember waking up. Now, mind you, I'm like, I think I'm like seven or you know, eight, between like eight and 10, I guess. And I remember like waking up and like my feet being all wet. And I'm like thinking of myself. I remember this specific. I remember thinking like, like did, I, did I piss myself? Like, did I actually <laughs> pee my pants? You know? Yeah, that's gonna coming be to find out it was all the water. Yeah, coming to find out it was all the water that drained out of the cooler. My dad, I woke my dad up because then I'm realizing like it's like ice cold water. You know, I remember like mm -hmm. reaching down and like touching on my hand. It's like ice cold, and I'm like, so I wake my dad up and come to find out, yeah, the cooler had a crack in the in the bottom of it at some point, and it leaked all over my sleeping bag. And uh, yeah, it was a whole night. But either way, yes, I have that memory. <laughs> that memory is very clear in my head. I remember getting lost. We got lost. So I guess we did do a little hiking, but this one particular time, I remember getting lost in the dark uh, with my grandfather, who at the time I think was like, I think it was like 50. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he was like 40 or 50. I have a very younger family. My dad's like, you know, my dad's, my dad's like 18, 16 years older than me. So either way, I had a very younger family growing up. And so I'm saying all that because I remember my grandfather being in the woods and just freaking out, like, not freaking out, but being like, dude, what the hell? Like, how do we not know where we're at? You know what I mean? This is all the time before Onyx and all that, although, you know, mm -hmm. iPhone and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, woodsmen had to actually be like decent woodsmen. You know what I mean? Like you actually had to like, remember where you're going, kind of like, you know, you know, uh, make waypoints in your head as to yeah. locations of like this mountain, this tree, this river, whatever, you know? Yeah, I guess they didn't do that. Either way, I remember like walking back and like kind of stumbling. I remember like stumbling on the campsite. Um, this is all in the same trip, by the way. Um, I remember stumbling on the campsite and just being like, every, like you know, my dad, my grandfather, and then the family friend who was with us, everybody just being like, oh man, you know, like they, that was crazy because we thought we were lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're going to like <laughs> sleep out in the woods. So yeah, but that that is definitely a very prominent, um, very prominent memory for sure. Yeah, it's a good one. I'll bet. And I'll bet that was something that you've always since then 
been like, okay, now I'm going to keep track of where I am mm-hmm. some waypoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not keep again. Like, okay, that feeling is that, like, shitty. Mountainside. Yeah, it's a horrible feeling. Oh my God, it's a horrible feeling. We did that one time. My friend and I, we were looking actually for my deer and it got dark. And him and I somehow separated together looking and he was the only one with the flashlight. And then it just yeah. gets dark enough and you're just like. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. What? Yeah, what? When, when, when the sun comes down, it just changes. It you know, changes. All, Everything all changes. And yeah. yeah. And we were walking down. I'm like, no, this is much steeper than when we came up. And it was <laughs> it was a moment, like, especially being yeah. with him. I'm like, and he's nervous. I'm like, okay, okay. But then we did. We yeah. found our way. But yeah. it was it was That's based good. off of like the memory of no, this doesn't yeah. quite feel right. It's gotta yeah, be yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit this way. Yeah. But especially yeah, once you have dark. that oh yeah. Yeah, it's coyotes every, everything looks the same. Yeah, you know, and then there's like the sun isn't hitting everything the same way. You know what I mean? So it's like things are, you know, obviously, you know, you know, being out in the woods is just, yeah, I, I, I try to not find myself in that situation, but yes. it's happened multiple times. Yeah. Yes. You know, it, yeah. it can happen for sure. Yeah. If you're looking for back-to-back deals on top quality hunting products at prices well below retail prices, so low, it almost feels illegal. <laughs> According to Camel Fire, that is what you can find there. You can find deals like 50 to 70% off of your favorite hunting gear like Stellcam, Vortex, Mystery Ranch, and more. You know I love my Mystery Ranch backpack and you know we live for Vortex through and through. If you want to support the podcast, please go to thereckoningpodcast.com forward slash Camel Fire to shop Camel Fire's 50 to 70% off on hunting gear. Again, that's the reckoningpodcast.com forward slash camo fire. Let me tell you, I think it's one of Cody's favorite websites to, to stock. He kind of just scrolls through it daily. And I think we have a weekly camo fire package show up. So if you want to do the same and you love a good deal, go to the reckoningpodcast.com forward slash camo fire. Or if you're thinking, I'm not going to remember that big, long mess, go ahead and swipe up on whatever app you're listening to on the podcast, the show notes, and you can click Camel Fire down below to shop our affiliate link. <laughs> so when you're doing all these family adventures, are you guys taking a lot of pictures along your way? Is that something that was always done in your family outdoors? No. So like photography is not anything that anybody in my family has ever done at all. Ever. Um, wow. No. Um, nobody's ever done photography. Um, yeah, I guess that's the short answer, huh? Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm the only one. And honestly, I've I've been doing photography now for about two years. Um, like roughly I kind of had a, what do you call that? Is that a stint? I don't know if it's a stint, but like a brief, Mm -hmm. you know, a brief time where when I started doing photography, okay, well, let's just say this photography started with hunting because I was always, Mm -hmm. you know, I was being out in the mountains and like, you know, seeing, you know, watching hunting shows and this, this, that, and the other. And I've, I've always loved wildlife in a sense, you know, regardless of whatever it was, elk, moose, you know, wolves, whatever, bears, you know, I, I love wildlife, watching National Geographic, Discovery Channel, you know, all those shows, you know, Life Below Zero and, you know, all those, you know, the last Alaskans. And I love that stuff. And as a matter of fact, it's like a running joke between me and my wife that like, one day I'm going to like take her away. We're going to like live in a cabin in the woods and like have no power kind of a thing. Yeah. It's a joke. But obviously like I, I've always felt like I was kind of like born in the wrong era in my own personal life. You know what I mean? Like I should have been born like in the 18, 1900s. You know what I mean? Like, yes. because I enjoy that either way, 
you know, the photography kind of started because I was being, I was outside, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the world around me in a sense, looking at these mountains and pretty views. And so I kind of just bought like a really cheap camera and the photography really kicked off when I moved to Montana. Um, okay. I know we kind of like skipped a gap in my life, but like being in the Marine Corps and all that, I was in Southern California and North Carolina. It just really wasn't, it really wasn't um, the atmosphere for big game, obviously, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and, and things of that nature. So during that time, I mean, obviously I've always been into like wildlife and stuff like that in my life, but I really didn't like get into wildlife photography until uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps, um, I kind of hung around in California. I'm a general contractor. Um, I own a construction company here in Montana, which is why I'm at home at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> um, so doing that in California was what I was doing after the, when I was medically discharged in the Marine Corps, which is around like 2013 or 2013. So I stayed in California for X amount of time. And then pretty much like COVID hit work, like totally stopped. And, you know, I don't know. I think at that point, like I was just like, dude, you know, I've been telling my wife for years, like, I don't want to be in California, you know, to all mm -hmm. the people that watch from California, you know, I had, you know, don't judge me for it, but I just don't like California. I just don't like it. You know what I mean? And it is what it is and whatever, but mm -hmm. I just don't like it. So either way, the traffic, the people, it's overcrowded, you know, it's just not my ideal place to live. And on top of that, my youngest daughter has cystic fibrosis. So the amount of smog and stuff in the air is really bad for her and her lungs. During COVID, we came up to Idaho and we just stayed at a cabin for like a month. And when we did that, I we drove to Montana, which Island Park, if you if you look on a map, Island Park is like right on the border between between Idaho and Montana, right next to West Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. So during that time, Yellowstone was closed because of COVID, but we stayed there and we went into Montana and we just kind of drove around and, you know, going down the, that, that road is called the 191. So if you look on a map, the 191 kind of cuts alongside of Yellowstone National Park. It's like going along it as it's driving up towards Bozeman. So you're driving through the Tarhee National Forest, you're driving through Yellowstone National Park, and you're driving through Gallatin National Forest as well, which all combined is like one of the largest wilderness areas in the like the lower 48, other than I think it's the Arctic Refuge, which is located in Alaska, which is the largest. Um, so driving through all that while we were there and going back and forth, like I was just like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like the mountains, like this is where I've been wanting to be like my entire life. As a matter of fact, when me and my wife were dating, we would go to Bass Pro Shop in Rancho Cucamonga because I liked the atmosphere and there was a restaurant in there. So it was like my way of like getting into the atmosphere and like being around hunting stuff and walking around looking at guns and fishing boats and bows and being able to be a part of the atmosphere every now and again, you know, and get like, you know, they had like elk steaks and, you know, you know, uh, alligator nuggets and like you know like it was just like a oh, yeah. wildlife thing that i really couldn't find anywhere else so i would do that a lot so coming here driving around and seeing it was like oh man i gotta be here so we moved here and then i immediately got into photography in the sense of like seeing the mountains i live in bozeman i live very close i'm like an hour from yellowstone through gardner an hour and a half ish give or take and then you know driving on the 191 through Gallatin National Forest, I'm like 10 minutes away. I literally, like the mountains are right outside my window. Like you look through my main window of my house, the Bridger Mountains are in, in my window. Um, so seeing all that, I was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna get a camera. So I bought like a really cheap, like uh, 
it was like a T6i. No, I know it wasn't T6. It wasn't even that good. I think it was like a T3i Rebel Canon camera. You know, a little kit camera with the yeah. lens on it. And, you know, for somebody <laughs> that's never done it, it's good. You know, good, um, yeah, man, because that stuff's expensive. And, you know, most, mo you know, photography is expensive. That's the one thing I, I like fucking hate about it is it's so expensive to just like try to get started. You know what I mean? Then you really don't know where you're at. Um, so pretty much I bought the camera and I just kind of walked around and I tried to be like a landscape photographer, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like taking pictures of like mountains and stuff like that. And it just wasn't good. So I started an Instagram and I'm kind of like wielding this all back around. Cause you said, you see me on Instagram. So I started an Instagram and it ended up generating like, maybe like, like 20,000 followers somewhere mm -hmm. in there. Is um, this still in 2020? Th this, yeah. This is like 2020 mm -hmm. touching into 2021. Okay. okay. I started an Instagram mm -hmm. and generate like 20,000 followers or whatever it was. And, um, at the time with your landscape stuff, landscape, uh, I started getting okay. into like, started getting into like, you know what, here, I'll show you. Cause like, these are pictures that nobody ever sees, but I'll show you. Is this so a different getting... account from then what you have now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to, okay. I'm going to explain why. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to explain why. So I started doing like, I started getting into wildlife. Now this picture has been re-edited by me. I've just never posted it. I kind of just did it to do it. Um, but I mean, you know, pictures like, I don't know if you could see that or not. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. So I started no, getting it. I know it's kind of like, yeah, it's an eagle, but I mean, uh, um, nice. so I started getting into it and like I said, started getting into the wildlife a little bit and started, you know, just kind of like dabbling my toes in that and like trying to understand at the time I was still learning photography, like understanding aperture and shutter speed and all that kind of, you know, stuff. So during this time, mm -hmm. I, me being in the Marine Corps, um, you know, I'm not going to get into politics, but it is what it is. And my Instagram got shut up. My Instagram got deleted. Okay. Mm. So at that point I'm like, fuck it. Like I'm, I'm not even gonna, you know, I don't really care. You know, uh, at that point, I mean, it wasn't like it was, I felt like I was a little upset because I had generated like 20,000 followers, but it was just like, Mm -hmm. If anything, it was taking up more of my time, you know what I mean? And it wasn't really, I don't want to say getting anything out of it, but I have a very, my wife, my wife always says that I have a very like entrepreneurial business mindset. Everything mm -hmm. I see in my own life is like, like ROI concept for money. Yeah. Like how can I do that to make myself money? You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. just how I, it's just how I am with myself. And so Instagram for me, I guess it's kind of grown out of like the personal uh, the personal type, uh, a ratio. And is for me personally grown into like a business thing. I only really can think of Instagram as like a business platform, you yeah. know, Facebook for me is more like family oriented All my, you know, grandmas and everybody's on Facebook. <laughs> and so that's where I kind of keep everybody, uh, you know, engaged with family, at least, you know, with kids pictures and all that. So the Instagram is killed and, uh, I kind of just hang out. And so one day, and this was, uh, because I started my Instagram in February of 2014, or I'm sorry, February 14th of this year. I think it was like early February, the of end 2022. of 2022. This year, yeah, okay. is when I started the Instagram that you now see. I'm sitting on the couch. I think I just got home from work, and and like so, as a contractor, there's times where I do work, and then there's times where I don't. So when I say I'm working, sometimes I have to because you know they need extra manpower or something has to be done, and I have to go to work. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this one day, I remember I was sitting on the couch and my wife was on the computer. She was doing something and I don't know how, but like she got onto our, our, I don't know what she was looking for, but she got onto our external hard drive. Like we have like an external hard drive. And a lot of the pictures that I had 
were on that external hard drive. And so one time, this was like, I had been, we'd been living in Montana for maybe like six months. So I want to say this was during like, maybe like the fall time frame, just mm. like right when hunting started. And I didn't really know too many people at the time to like, you know, know where to go hunting or this is that and the other. I'm driving down the road, driving down Gallatin and Gallatin, Gallatin National Forest is one of the handful of areas where Wild Sheep Foundation has placed bighorn sheep for relocation to like, you know, grow and bloom and have a herd and like, you know, stay mm-hmm. consistent. So Gallatin National Forest is one of the only places, which is just so happens to be like 10 minutes from my house or at least the entrance to it. Yeah. So one day I'm driving to work, which uh, at the time it was in Big Sky, which is a very, a very popular, prominent place for a lot of like millionaires and billionaires and people that own houses up there driving home from work and driving down the road. And the first time in my life ever, you know, I've seen videos and, you know, I've seen, you know, watch movie or, you know, documentaries and stuff like that, but I'm driving down the road and there's this huge, just monster ram, just like hanging out on the side of the road. He was like chewing on some, like some grass, getting some shrubs, which they, I now understand that they do because they're right next to the river. So the greenery down there is like really lush. The water is down there. And then as they go up, it starts to get more rocky and more, you know, and more hostile mm-hmm. either way. So I'm driving down the road and I see this ram and I'm like, Fuck. you know, I like slam on my brake. And so at this point in my life, I had, I had, I think it was like, like a T6I or it might've been a 7D Mark II. I can't remember, but I had a Sigma 150 to 600 zoom lens. And like I told you, I was kind of like dabbling in the photography. So I kept it in my car with me all the time because I was always driving down to Gallatin. The Gallatin is a really nice place to see some wildlife. You see bears, you see eagles. That eagle, matter of fact, is is off of the river. And so I like slam on my brakes. I hit like one of the, you know, I I go into like one of the little pull-offs because remember, this is a two-lane mountain pass, you know. And it's actually one of the most dangerous roads in the in the United States is is that is that road. It's windy. Wow. It's like mountains. And then there's a big, obviously a big, huge roaring river right next to the road. Either way, I pull off, get out, and I snap some pictures of this, of this ramp. So here's the picture of it. I, I don't like the picture. My wife just likes it because that's like the very first time I'd ever seen a ram or like, you know, took a picture of a ram. But okay, I don't know if cool. you can see it. Yeah. And he's kind of like, Yeah. So he's kind of like, just like standing there. He was like staring at me and I yeah, kind of like, staring. I ran, I ran across the road cause he was on the, on the mountainside and I ran across the road, which is on the riverside. And I like walked along like a ravine and then kind of just popped up and he was like right in front of me. And the Rams that are in the Gallatin are hunted, but you only get two tags a year. So they're very like, I don't, I mean, they haven't taken a ram in those mountains in, I think it's like five years that one has been killed, like hunts wow. go out for them. Yeah. It's actually considered one of the hardest hunts in Montana is the open, is the um, over the counter tag bighorn sheep, which I decided to get this year. So I got that tag. Um, yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna go for it. I'm just gonna <laughs> back it. country it up and like, yeah, I'll be out there for like a week. You know, they're very like, not weary, but like, oh. Like, you know, I'm not really scared of you because I'm not like hunted, I guess, you know, the way deer elk are obviously. For sure. So, so I was able to capture the picture. Okay. So my wife sees the picture. She's like, babe, she's like, look at this picture. Now I hadn't looked back at my photography in, a, in like a couple months at that point. Like, fuck man. Like maybe August, mm-hmm. August of 2021, right? I hadn't looked at anything. I, it, it got, you know, shut off this, this, that, and the other. So I hadn't looked at anything for at least like six months. 
And so this is like February and I see the picture and I'm like, for the first time ever, I think also, you know, it also has to do with like believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked at the picture and I'm just like, fuck, like that's actually not that bad of a picture for like, <laughs> you know, yeah, me just having like a touch of experience, you know what I mean? Or just like, you know, a, a little bit of, you know, experience, you know, l- taking pictures. So I seen the picture at that point, it was just kind of like, okay, maybe I'll just like give it a go. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll try it again. And so I originally started on Reddit. I started on Reddit. I was posting pictures and then on Reddit, I have like, I think now I have like, fuck man, I think it's like 180,000 karmas or something like that now on Reddit. I don't know. Yeah. I literally didn't even know that was a thing on Reddit. Yeah. Well, what it is, is more like a like, moron. It, yeah, well, it, it's more like <laughs> groups. So okay. like you join a group because this group is doing something specific. So like wildlife um, photography or like bison photography or, you know, so there's groups and you post okay. in the groups and then you can like, you know, people share ideas and places and this is that and the other. Oh, right on. Cool. Um, so it's kind of just like a place where people can share, you know, group stuff. And the reason I didn't want to get, in, get on Instagram was because at that point I was like, dude, fuck Instagram. Like I'm tired of it. You know, it's taking over my fucking life. You know what I mean? Like, you'll people, you know, you'll sit there and scroll for fucking hours and I'm guilty of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you'll just, you know. So at that point, I was very against Instagram. Like, I just don't want to do it. And so uh, a couple of people on Reddit were like, hey, man, like, do you have an Instagram? Like, I'd like to follow you something. And I'm like, no, I don't. So I told my wife, I'm like, oh, I think I need to make an Instagram. I'm like, damn it. You know, and she's <laughs> like, really? And I'm like, so I started going over everything with it. And I'm like, dude, look, you know. Like I have this many followers or whatever on, on Reddit and this is that and the other. So she's like, yeah, go for it. I started the Instagram and originally on the Instagram, I was just putting up older animal photos. That's kind of like how it started in Mm -hmm. the sense of just what I had, because I hadn't gone out shooting in, you know, months, you know, almost Mm -hmm. half over a half a year. So I was just putting a, you know, just older photos that I had. Obviously, I changed the name. The original account was called Looking at the World Around Me, which was like the fucking worst name in the world because <laughs> it was so long. And so I would get people to be like, yeah, man, I'll follow you. And I'm like, all right, cool. And they're like, what's, what's, what's the name on your Instagram? And I'd be like, <laughs> and you know, I always thought of changing it, but it's like nothing ever stuck. Like mm-hmm. nothing was ever like, oh, that's a good name. You know what I mean? Like that's the name. And so, you know, I had the, had the account. So I started it and I was posting pictures from that old account, obviously the one that got deleted. People were like, fuck, you know, like, wow, you know, looking at pictures and liking it. And so at this point, I'm like, okay, you know, I think, I think after like maybe a month, I had mm-hmm. like two or 3,000 followers. Like, I mean, it had to have been like 15 days, 30 days, you know, and I Which don't Which is crazy growth yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I don't know, I, I have theories as to why. You know what I mean? Why it's mm-hmm. grown that way. I mean, yes, it's because the reels, but I don't know. I, I have reasons. I have ideas in my head as to why I, I think that it grew that way. And I guess we can get into that at some point, but yeah. Yeah. So I started the Instagram I'm posting all these old pictures and then I like get super serious about it. Cause it's like really rolling. And I'm like, fuck, like, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm having people ask me questions and this is that the other, you know, what kind of gear you're using and, you know, uh, so long story short, I run into a herd of bighorn sheep and then that was it. I just started. Yeah. That was, that was like the, that was like the fucking takeoff, I guess, if you want to call it, I ran into a herd of bighorn sheep. I'm not going to go into too much detail as to where they were, but I ran into a herd of bighorn sheep. It was just like, I don't know. It just, it felt right. Like, I don't really know how to explain it. I'm super like big into like the universe and like affirmations and and things of that. Everything lined up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just hit it. And it was just like, boom, boom, boom. 
and that was it. You know what I mean? I really didn't have to do too much, too much else after that. But yeah, that's a very long drawn out way. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, pictures on Instagram. Yeah. I and it's cool to know too that because I fucking hate Instagram and everybody knows it. I just mm-hmm. same. It's just especially whatever we all know yeah. we know it's it's but a business thing to me it's yeah it's business yeah. and that's how yeah. i feel and even trying to grow business it's like and i don't know whatever you'd yeah. be better no, off than like tits and ass than like me with my family on the mountains it's ridiculous absolutely and it's, yeah. it's, funny, that you, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because uh if it if it's a business or like you said, tits and ass, it's just not on Instagram. Like it's, you know, I mean, it's like monetizing Instagram is pretty much what it's come to now. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. you cannot run a successful business or at least have a good shot at running a successful business. If you don't have an Instagram, you know, it's kind of like how photographers have portfolios. You know what I mean? It's essentially what it is. It's a mass Mm -hmm. portfolio for the world to see, you know what I mean? Without you having to actually hand somebody a website or hand them at least back in the day, a hard portfolio. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, I don't see it being anything else other than that, but yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You have to shift your mindset on that and you kind of just have to play the game and put it there. And then yeah. I think a lot of it too is like, just not giving a fuck anymore. Like letting, yeah. you can't let the algorithm and like oh God. what, what it's sensing and not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I can't yeah, play yeah. that game. It's For just, sure. yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, so at, at, at first, when I first started Instagram, I, it was very like prominent as to like, you know, me saying, you know, I, I, I want to, um, you know, pay attention to like what the algorithm was doing and like paying attention to my Instagram and like trying to understand it and like trying to stay on top of it. And then at some point I just was like, like, whatever, like, I don't fucking care. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, if you sit there and you try to focus and keep track and be on those things, you know, um, dude, you'll just consistently, 90% of the time be disappointed. You know what I mean? Cause it's like that one reel will hit and you don't know which one it is, but like, it's like yeah. that one reel will go <laughs> or that like one picture will do, but all 50 of them before that didn't do shit. You know what I mean? They got like 300 views, but you got like 40,000 followers. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. so at some point I had to just kind of be like, whatever, like I'll just post up my shit as I do it. And you know, I have videos on there that fuck man, don't even have like a thousand likes. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's a, a full on video. It's just, you kind of got to just take it with a grain of salt and just like let Instagram do its thing. If you want to call it, you know what I mean? As if it was like its own entity, you know, yeah. just, you know, take the mm-hmm. reins and go for it. Yeah. For sure. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, you can't waste your time on that or then you're going to waste the time doing like what you like, what you, what it is you even started with too. Yeah. yeah you know, you, sure. you're not Absolutely. creating anymore. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's good to hear that you know, Instagram kind of got the best of you, but you came back with a vengeance, man. Yeah, I fucking was, I was mad. Like, I was just like, fuck, man. Like, you know, what the fuck does my politics have to do with it? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I definitely had no intention of ever, you know, coming back to do it again, but I'm glad I did. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The universe works in mysterious ways. (laughs) Sometimes the ways you were like, well, that wasn't what I was expecting, but okay, I guess that works. Yeah. I know. And I, I kind of sit back now and I'm like, fuck, dude, you know, like, I don't even, I don't want to say like this, but I just don't really, I don't want to say I don't try. I try, but I'm saying like, at this point, I don't really fucking try. Like, you know, I put up a picture and, you know, Instagram do with it as you will, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like I'm no longer concerned 
about what Instagram's doing with my picture. Like, am I on the algorithm? Is it? And I guess I could understand that coming from my ass, coming from where I'm sitting at on Instagram compared to other people. So I guess from my point of view now to me, mm-hmm. it's just like, whatever. Like I post a picture and you know, there it's it 500 is. likes. Yeah, fuck it. It gets 500 likes, so be it. Then this one over here has like 3000 likes. You know what I mean? It's like, it is what it is, whatever. I don't care. You know, yep. and being okay with it, I think has made it grow even more because I'm not so dependent on it which is Mm -hmm. also part of like the universe lining up kind of a thing. It's like, you know, knowing that you have it instead of wanting it is what makes you get it. You know, instead of saying, God, I wish my Instagram would just grow. You know what I mean? Instead Mm -hmm. of being like, I'm gonna post this picture up and this shit's gonna blast. You know what I mean? And leaving it that way. And if it does, it does. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, but having that mindset of like, it's already mine. I feel like is kind of what made me see it that way you know, being positive about where it was going, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's solid advice during this time where you, your wife finds this picture and you start posting on Instagram. Yeah. Are you starting then to, you're like, Oh shit. Like I'm doing this. Thing. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. good at this. I should probably yeah. invest. Are you investing in yourself more with more equipment? So at this point I already had like a really deep year in hunting. So I mm-hmm. have most of my hunting gear. Sitka Depot is literally down the street. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll say this. This is living in Bozeman for a hunter is like fucking the shit. Like, I can't even think of like any, I can't even think of like how to phrase those words together, but like, damn. I mean, you got Sitka, Kennetrek, Schnee's, Sims Fishing, who else? Uh, Stone Glacier, uh, Kuyu, who else you got? There's, oh, Crispy, there's... It's, it's all literally in this one city, you know what I mean? And I'm talking like the depots, like- Like full angels on, like, sing when you walk in. Yeah. <laughs> See them all. Yeah. yeah, you walk in, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you have, it's just, it's everywhere. So at this point, when I'm posting the pictures and it's like really gaining some traction, I already had most of my hunting stuff um, mm-hmm. in the sense of like clothing wise. And, you know, shout out to Sitka. You know, they give an awesome military discount for those that are medically retired. Uh, I'm a two-time Purple Heart recipient. I was wounded twice in combat, uh, which is why I was medically uh, discharged. And so I get a really good discount uh, through Sitka, which is why I only wear Sitka. And on top of that, it's it's the shit anyways, or at least, you know, for my own personal opinion, I, I love Sitka. It's quality, at least to me. So either way, at this point, I already have kind of all my stuff and I'm I'm kind of investing in it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I'm putting some money into it, but I'm not like, dropping dollars in it you know what i mean like i'm it's more like gas money like okay i'm gonna put you know i have a, I have a huge diesel truck and mm-hmm. so it's more like gas money like to go over here and, and at this point i'm kind of like renting a lens here and there you know and i'm not, not like putting a massive amount of effort into it and i, I mean it, it just like steadily got like more fucking serious you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i was like okay like i you know and i gotta buy a pack for this and now i gotta have this kind of stuff you know, finding myself in places where there's very prominent fucking grizzly bears, you know what I mean? So it's like preparing and which is the same when I was elk hunting, but you know, when you're going out to shoot bighorn sheep, I'm not carrying a rifle, I'm carrying a camera, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot different. You know, I'm walking out in the woods with a little bit more like, you know, a little bit more like fear in my bones than I am like when I'm walking out there hunting and I got like, you know, I got my rifle and I got my sidearm and, you know, Mm-hmm. The other. So either way, you know, I had to start like investing in things that were going to keep me safe in the sense of like, while I was out shooting, you know, and, and obviously my understanding and doing things hunting all my life and especially hunting, you know, in Montana, you know, I kind of started 
implementing those things into my photography because, you know, I don't want to say it like this, but I'm going to fucking say it like this. Do okay. it. Okay. Photographers are fucking lazy. Okay. <laughs> I don't fucking care. You know what I mean? It, I, it's kind of like one of those things. I don't want to sound like an ass, but it's like most of the time they're standing right outside their car. It's just the way it goes. You know what I mean? Like you get mm -hmm. it, you see it, like get out. Okay. So, which is great. And there's some been some amazing pictures taken that way. You know what I mean? There's an amazing amount of, uh, of, of good quality stuff. I'm trying to think of the right words, good quality stuff that people have taken. But for me personally, I like it when there's effort, it has to be hard because if it's not hard, then on the flip side, nobody will do it. If it's too difficult and where somebody has to put too much effort into it, mm -hmm. most people shy away from it. You know, people mm -hmm. these days, and let's just be honest, people these days are fucking lazy. You know what I mean? So being doing something that I feel like it has to be difficult because if it's not difficult, then I know personally and from my own life experience and the way that I have been brought up, raised the way my wife knows me. Like, you know, my wife always says like, he always has to do the most difficult shit. Like it's, it's not that I'm doing it to be difficult or, 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 or doing it because of the praise. I'm doing it more because I want to prove to myself that I can do it. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I think I've done that with, and I think that's kind of where the Marine Corps came from. You know, in the Marine Corps, I was in the infantry. I don't know if you know what the infantry is, but you know, I was, I was a foot soldier. I was just the guy on the ground with a rifle, like just a combatant. And I made it all the way to Sergeant in the Marine Corps. But I'm saying all that because even at like 17, I remember going into the uh, recruiter's office and most people, now that I understand the Marine Corps and, you know, my almost, you know, just over eight years in the Marine Corps and understanding how people are, you know, most people, when they come into the, to the recruiting office, they're not there to do a, what's called a, a, like a combatant MOS. Okay. MOS means military occupational specialty. Okay, so a combatant MOS. Most people are going there because they want to be a helicopter mechanic. They want to be a helicopter pilot. I don't know. They want to be a fighter jet pilot or, or, or whatever it is that they want to fucking do. You know what I mean? Like tank mechanic. I want to, you know, drive Humvees. I don't know. But in my head, when I joined the Marine Corps, again, it had to be like, I'm going to make it fucking worth it. Like, I'm not going to be a fucking Marine. And I don't want to say it like this. So don't anybody take it in, an, in a negative or derogatory way. But like in my own personal head, it was like, I'm not going to be a fucking Marine and be a cook. It ain't going to happen. Like, dude, I want to be on the fucking ground, you know, and I'm thinking this, and this is like me at 17, you know, 17, 18, like, I guess maybe proving a little bit to myself that I had what it, what it took, you know what I mean? And at that point, the Iraq war was like really like pushing in. It was only like a year old at that point. And so the war was like hot. And so I remember going into the, going into the recruiter's office and him being like, you know, so what do you want to do? And I'm like, man, I want to be in the infantry. And he's like, are you, he's like, are you fucking serious? Cause typically what happens is, is most people don't go to the Marine Corps to be in the infantry. What the Marine Corps does is they do what's called an open contract. So they don't put a specialty on your contract. That's their way of like forcing you into the infantry because you didn't go to boot camp with an actual title. We're going to give you a title at the end when you get out and it's going to be infantry. You know what I mean? So it's like a way to like force people to do it at least during that time, because they needed infantrymen also because a lot of infantrymen were dying and they needed bodies. So for me, it was like, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't thinking that way. It was a fucking, it wasn't all, it wasn't the way that I thought it was going to be, but, uh, 
doing things that are most difficult. And that's kind of the way I feel with my photography. So during that time when everything was kind of like starting to move and I'm like, okay, you know, the bighorn sheep are obviously what's kicking off, you know what I mean? And everybody's liking it. I started like researching and, and looking around and, you know, that's part of the reason why, you know, there's like no bighorn sheep pages. There's, there's not, it takes too much fucking effort. Like it's way too fucking hard. Like, you know, that's the reason why guys go out hunting and like actually have a rifle that can shoot, you know, five, six, seven, 800 yards. And they still aren't coming back with sheep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, obviously these are like wild bands of sheep, which I shoot wild bands of sheep. But at the same time, it's like, you know, just like most animals, they know that time of year. You know what I mean? Elk know when it's fucking hunting season. Oh know? yeah. You, yeah. People could tell me like, oh, animals don't know shit. Dude, animals no. fucking know. <laughs> hunting season, yeah, dude, they are out there, alpine tops. Yeah, yeah, they are gone. You know, uh, you know, during the most of the year, they're sitting in my fucking front yard. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, you know, hunting season, they know. So mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why when I started doing the bighorn sheep, that's what attracted it to me the most because it took fucking effort like i was like getting blasted when i was going out there tired hiking like you know 10 15 miles you know and i'm carrying like a pack that weighs like 40 fucking pounds you know 40 mm -hmm. 50 pounds the camera alone weighs like 15 and then i started realizing okay like i need to carry a fucking gun you know i need to carry like you know i, I mean I, I had like a, a pistol but it wasn't like a bear stopper you know what i mean because usually i'm just <laughs> carrying my rifle and it was it was just a um it was a nine mil and then i had a 10 mil now I have a 44 mag. I started realizing like how much fucking effort it takes, you know what I mean? To like, to be able to immerse myself in the woods with bighorn sheep and be able to be okay. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it was one thing for me to like, it's one thing for somebody to like drive down the road and like see a bighorn sheep and go walk up a hill and be there for an hour and then walk away or be there for 20 minutes and like take a couple pictures and throw it up on their Instagram. It's another thing for me to like go out there and like, I stay out there for hours yeah you're immersing yourself like, in the... yeah i'm like out in i'm there for like the entire day morning to dark well not too dark but you you know i don't want to get lost in the dark so yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah we had that we, we, yeah. We know that. um so going out there um immersing myself and realizing like dude like you know like i'm way out here there's sometimes there's a phone service you know if i got stuck i need to make sure i'm carrying like a safety bag now like you know fire supplies poncho you know what i mean like carrying stuff like because i've been caught walking out in the woods and boom, big old storm comes in and it's raining and, you know, or it starts snowing. And so immersing myself into it, that's kind of like where the money started going to originally. It was like getting to that point where I realized like, okay, this is way more serious than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the website blues. I've been there doing the, oh, you know, actually just go, go check out my Instagram or the showing your website to someone and being like, well, it, it's going to get updated, I promise. <laughs> Knowing it's far past time for said update. But thanks to my friends Jen and Jeff over at the Tonic Site Shop, I now know how incredible it feels to send people to my site knowing that when they find it, they are going to fall in love with my brand and get a good feel exactly what Reckoning is. Jen and Jeff just launched a new collection of completely customizable website templates. And... They make killer sales pages too. If you're feeling like it's time for a change, you've got to check out their designs. They're gorgeous, yes, but more than that, they don't look like templates and they don't act like templates either. They are completely customizable to fit your brand. You're gonna stand out. They're built with all the strategy of an incredible $20,000 custom design made to reach the client of your dreams. 
but even better, customizable, beautiful, professional, and it doesn't cost $20,000. <laughs> Just head over to thetonicsiteshop.com and check them out and make sure to use my code reckoning15 for 15% off your design. Again, that's tonicsiteshop.com and use my code reckoning15 for 15% off your design. You know, and then me looking on Instagram and not really seeing like bighorn sheep, I told my wife, you know, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, dude, there ain't shit for fucking bighorn sheep on Instagram. Like there ain't no page on Instagram for bighorn sheep. Like it's just, there's nothing, you know, other than like, wow, found a foundation. Yeah, ex- exactly. That, what do they call that? A niche or a niche? Yeah, the niche. Uh, yeah, the niche or however, yeah, you say it. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I- I'm thinking to myself, this could be something like this might be, you know, something that I might want to put some effort in. And so then, you know, my wife is obviously watching the followers go up and like, you know, this is that and the other. So at this point, my family comes to visit, my parents do. And I don't know what reel you've seen. Do you remember what reel that you've seen? I don't remember the first one I saw. Okay. Cause I mean, it was if- a, it was a big horn sheep. Okay. That's all I know. So- Okay. I mean, I don't do reels of really anything else, but yeah. Yeah. Um, So my family at this point, so it's like really rolling. I think I maybe had like five to 10,000 followers at this point. My parents fly out to Montana to see the kids, you know, my grand, you know, my kids and stuff and uh, come hang out with the family. Either way, I tell them, Hey, let's go hike in this location. All I'll say is location. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's just, it's a really nice view. This is that and the other, let's just go. And I brought my camera, just like bring it. That was the first time my wife had come with me. Mm. So my parents go hiking and they obviously kind of were like, okay, we're going to stop down here. We're not, we're not like climbing anymore. This is that me. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, well, you know, how about you give us like a little bit of time and we'll be back. And so we had like a little hand radio. And, and so, you know, me and my wife go walking. So um, the first video that like took off is the one where I'm like standing. So we get to the top of the mountain and there's like a little draw, right? Mm. Little draw. And so they are standing on like the opposite side and the draw is probably like, you know, I don't know, maybe like a hundred feet, 50 feet, but it's like fucking like, like steep as fuck. And then the other side is just as steep and they're just hanging out on it, you know? So my wife comes with me and she has her iPhone and she takes a video of me. I'm like standing next to a rock. And in the video, I like lean out and I like take a couple pictures and this one Ram, um, I have like weird, I'm not, I'm not like weird, but I have like funny names for him. Do you see the same ones often? I see the same ones often. Yeah. Okay. So I have like not names, but I have like that one to me looks like I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if you watch <laughs> Star Wars or not, but in Star Wars, there's this character that's green, and she has these like big, huge green like. Okay, I know who you're talking about. gold type things coming out of her head. Okay. It's this ram, and I don't know what that character is called, but I've always, when I see him, that's how his horns look to me. He's going to be a monster. He's not even full grown yet, but he's going to be fucking huge. And so, and there's pictures of him on my Instagram. But so I lean out, I take picture, and you know she gets it on video, and you know I don't really, you know, nothing really happens. Either way, I get home, we get back after you know a day or two of being out there, and I see this video, and I'm like, fuck, you know, that's freaking sweet. So I make a little reel out of it. I added the pictures, yeah. the picture of the Ram that I took in that moment that she mm-hmm. was taking the video. And then that was it. 
Like yeah. that's fucking it. Like it just didn't stop. Like it just was going after that. And I just get a lot of people all the time that are just always like, dude, I've never fucking seen bighorn sheep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or, or, or not see bighorn sheep, but like, I've just never seen bighorn sheep like this. You know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot different. And I think that's kind of the reason why at that point, when it, I don't know if you want to call it viral, but you know, at that point, people had never really seen bighorn sheep in that way, which is part of the reason why I edit my pictures the way that I do. I want to put a different field and, you know, I just feel like most people go out. This is what I don't like about wildlife photography is that I feel like there's no effort in it at all, including mm-hmm. when they take the picture, take a picture of a deer, like, okay, you take a picture of a deer. It looks great. They slap a little bit of color adjustment on it. And then that's it. It literally looks the way I see it in my own eyes. Like the way mm-hmm. I would have seen it. If I was standing there, it looks no different, which is why when it comes to wildlife photography, I mean, people just don't sell that much. You know what I mean? It's like, I, you see the same shit. You know what I mean? It, it looks the way it looks to you if you were there looking at it. It doesn't pull you in. It doesn't grab you. It doesn't make you stare at the detail. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't make you look at the picture and be like, fuck, or at least maybe that's just how I look at my own pictures. But either way, no. you know what I mean? Like, that's my idea in my head, you know, when I'm editing, when I'm editing pictures. And that's why... I think the part of the reason, like I was saying that my Instagram grew so much was because people hadn't really seen wildlife too much like this. And then obviously being bighorn sheep, which they seem like not at all. It was, it was different. You know what I mean? And it just had, it took like a different flow. Yeah, totally. And I think I love that reel. That's one of them that I was like, yep, this guy's been on some adventures because like (laughs) you said, you're not just like the guy out there with a tripod next to his car, next to the road, shooting it all the way up, you know, on there. No, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. he, he fucking worked yeah, for this. Yeah. Yeah. And there sure. is, there's yeah. definitely, I don't know. It feels your photography makes them feel like they're more in their element and it lets you appreciate too. For like us, we, mm. we love bison Buffalo. Like yeah, yeah, we've done the Buffalo hunt. My kids appreciate them. I was showing my 11 year old year stuff before we got on and that's, he's like, look at like his hide. Yeah. Like that's what his hide yeah. looks like when you're after you're, you know, you get it after dad got his and we got to walk up to it. It really yeah. makes you like appreciate yeah. the animal. Yeah, for sure. Obviously you took your wife that day, but I'm okay. curious how like a day in the life of going to shoot a oh, big man. corn sheep goes. Like, are okay. you thinking like, obviously, you know where they are. You've kind of found yeah. maybe a sweet spot. Yeah. But are you doing any like virtual scouting or computer? Like, like yeah, on X, anything like that. Okay. So I use my Onyx. So I do have Onyx. Mm-hmm. I obviously, like any other hunter out there, I have Onyx, especially with being private land around here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've definitely yeah. uh, crossed a couple private properties by accident <laughs> a couple times. And uh, yeah, so I have Onyx. Um, yeah. I use it. I mean, like I pin my, I pin the locations um, for myself, but mm-hmm. uh, man, sometimes it's, it's just a gamble. Like I mm-hmm. don't get pictures all the time. I mean, fuck man. The last time I took my wife, which was like, uh, like three weeks ago, dude, we hiked for like 12 miles. We ascended like a, 190 stories total, like throughout the day, 190 stories going Holy up shit. and down, up and down, up and down. Needless to say, we're very fit, but either way, no, yeah, um, or else I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, we, all this and, and then we had to kayak there as well, which is like a two mile Damn. kayak one way. So you got to kayak back. Yeah. And, um, we got 
I think I seen Bighorns for like 45 minutes because it was getting too dark. Like it was mm-hmm. just like, dude, this is fucking pointless, you know? But in preparation, you just kind of got to be okay with sometimes not taking pictures. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, fuck, man. Sometimes you don't. And I'm pissed because I put in so much fucking effort and time and I'm tired. And like, I walked out with nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and preparation wise, I mean, virtu- virtually, uh, not so much. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, kind of where I've seen them and, you know, you know, I do research areas. I'm a, I'm a big supporter of Wild Sheep Foundation. And so I have not connections there, but I look over I did, not that I have to do it that this much anymore, but I looked over their research areas, where are their herds, where are their bands, you know what I mean? Where like, you know, where the where do they seem to be bigger at, you know what I mean? And things of that nature. I don't know if you notice with my pictures, like I don't post small big orange sheep mm-hmm. at all. Like if it ain't a fucking trophy, you know what I mean, then I ain't taking a picture of it. Like there's times where I've been like going somewhere, like even in the most like simplest places, let's say like Cody, Wyoming you know, driving through Cody and like, there's some bighorn sheep off the side of the road. My wife was like, oh my God, look. And like, I look out the window and I'm like, man, keep going. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) if it doesn't, if it's not a trophy or what would be a trophy to a hunter, then it's not, it's not going up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So then there's that aspect of it where I keep myself at a, at a certain requirement. I I require myself to only take these kinds of pictures. I don't come down from my standard to supplement, making sure I'm throwing up pictures on Instagram because Instagram wants me to keep posting pictures and to stay whatever the algorithm is or whatever, you know? So that's kind of, like I said, where I'm like, as long as it's meeting my standard, you know, then I'll keep it. But in the sense of preparation, I mean, oh man. I mean, so I start prepping the night before, Mm -hmm. you know, I obviously got to carry my own food out, my own water out again, kind of like hunting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got to carry all your own stuff out and again it's just it's such a gamble it just sometimes like i said sometimes i make it and then sometimes i don't you know what i mean but then when i do you know i'm out there for hours you know what i mean but then i'm also out there in the woods so then it's like okay like is there a bear around you know what i mean like and bighorn sheep don't they're not a um they don't like just sit in one area that's the one thing about bighorn sheep that makes it extremely difficult is they're always fucking moving moving and so you know you'll get to where they're at you know, like, let's just say like in a typical, you know, let's just say like a, one of my successful times, like I get to where they're at, I find them. And at that point, I'm just walking mountains with them all day. Like I just, mm-hmm. I'm just following them, following them, you know? Yeah. And I just, you know, and so that's why I'm saying like, you know, you find them and then like, you know, you don't always just, I mean, yeah, I sit, but like, you know, you find them and that doesn't mean that they're going to be in that spot all day. You know what I mean? So throughout the day, you are consistently moving with them, moving into different terrain and steeper terrain or wooded, more wooded terrain or big flower fields or whatever, you know, which is why the photography always seems to, the background always seems to be so different, even though it's like two prominent herds of bighorn that I like truly follow it's because they're always moving. It's, it's always just a movement game. Are you getting up before daylight and starting your hikes most of the time? And then yeah, so in the dark, the one place specifically is about three hours away from me. And I get up before the sun's up. I feel I have, obviously I'm doing all my preparation beforehand. So I don't got to get up so fucking early. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I put my, my kayak in the back of the truck and like make sure all my gear is prepped. I got my water, my snacks, my fucking trail mix, you know, and I don't really eat when I go hike too. It's just not something that I do. I kind of take on this different mindset. I guess I live my regular life by it but 
yeah, regardless. So I don't really take too much food with me. I guess in, the, in my head, I'm hoping that I, something doesn't happen where I don't get stuck out there, which I mm-hmm. guess is my own stupidity. But so I prep and stuff. And then, yeah, I'll just get up in the morning. I get dressed. I, I do always bring like an extra jacket. I have found that that's always probably been my biggest piece of gear. Like, fuck, I wish I just had some. Because then when you're hiking and then you stop mm-hmm. sitting down, I'm taking pictures. I'm like, fuck, I start to get cold. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm up early. The one place specifically, I'm there usually before dark, but then kayaking to it is a little bit fucking dangerous at, when it's dark. So I try to get there like right as the sun's coming up because it's just, it's ice cold. You know, I think it's like 34 degrees. You know what I mean? So if you fucking fall in, you're oh, fucking yeah. done. Yeah, you're dead. And you're like, it's a two mile kayak. So I mean, you're in the middle and you get a good fucking gust of wind and that bitch flips, you know what I mean? Which I, I, I have outriggers now on my kayak you know, to really give me like some serious stability also because of the amount of gear that I have and the shit ain't cheap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and then there's like aspects like that, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you got to cross like this, you know, area of water that is like extremely dangerous. As a matter of fact, somebody just died up there. Two people just died up there like a month ago uh, from that. They fell in and they died. And so, you know, it's those things in my head though, that drive me. Like, I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I'll yeah, do that. I can do it. You know what I mean? I'm going to fucking do it. You know what I mean? And I'm going to get out there and I'm going to rock it out. I'll be the only guy to do it or, or whatever. The case, at least in my own head is how I think, uh-huh. like, you know, I, you know, and I don't want to sound boastful, but like, you know, I can do it. This is yeah, you like can. so, and you have, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just see it that way. And that's kind of how I see the big horse sheep as a whole, like the treachery or possible treacher, treacherous journey, the, the, what, what would make the journey treacherous to me is what makes me be like, okay, let's do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I just ran into a fucking grizzly bear. I was on live actually. Really? Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I'm, Did I'll, you I'll save try, it? I'll, I'll save it. You like, I don't know, if, like in the video, you kind of see it. So I was like coming down a hill and there's like a draw and then like another draw. Right. And so I'm mm-hmm. like coming down and I'm like, as I'm coming down the hill, I'm at the top of the one, right? I'm coming down, oh, it was in a hill. I was coming down a mountain and there's a mm-hmm. draw and then a hump and then another draw. So I'm on top of the hump walking down. And so as I was walking, I kind of started veering off into the draw. And as I was like walking into the draw, about the point where the hill to my left is like neck height, mm-hmm. I like look to my left and right there, like fucking 50 yards, 60 yards, is this big fucking grizzly bear. And I had just seen this grizzly bear earlier that morning because he had he would, uh, he had uh, hunted down a elk calf. Um, oh, wow. And so I had seen him earlier, like hours earlier, but and he wasn't like in my area, but I knew in my head, okay, there's definitely a grizzly bear around here. There's one hanging out, you know what I mean? But I was nowhere near where he was at when I seen him. So I'm coming down the hill, I see him, I'm on live and like I'm talking and literally like i just turned my head and he was so close to where i didn't have to like figure out what animal that was like i wasn't like <laughs> is that a bison you know what yeah. i mean or like you know is that an elk or whatever the you know whatever i thought it might be in that moment um i knew immediately what it was like it was mm. like immediately but that's the grizzly bear big ass hump you know what <laughs> i mean on his back like it was uh, it was prominent i just remember you know or you know i saw like get down on my knees um like looking over the hill and he was walking I'm going down and he was walking across. So eventually at some point, he yeah, was gonna gonna obviously pass. cross my path. So, I mean, I, I stayed on live because I was like, you know what? That was my next is, question. I, yeah, I, stay, <laughs> I stayed on live, even though I'm like not paying attention to it at all. Right. Um, it's like just, you know, I'm like holding it. 
I'm like, because in my head, I'm, I'm thinking if something happens, because grizzly bears are protected in Montana, you cannot kill a grizzly bear. Mm. So if something happens, I want fucking video footage. Like, I want to know that, like, I'm going to be, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word? Not released, but, you know, uh, where somebody finds that you're not guilty of it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, hey, everything's yeah. fine. He didn't do anything wrong. So that was what I was thinking in my head. So I'm sitting there with my phone in my one hand. I got my 44 mag in the other. And, like, I started, like, essentially, like, crouching because the draw is really long. It's like a mm-hmm. really long mountain drop. So I'm just running, I'm like, and at the point where as I'm going down, the hill is obviously getting higher. So I can't see over the hill anymore as I'm going down. So you can no longer see him. I can't see him. So in my head, I'm like, I'm fucking running. Like, I know it's probably like the stupidest thing to do, but I'm like, you know what, dude? And the hill was, and you know, it's like a decent mountain. I'm like, I'm fucking running. Like, I'm not hanging out. Like if I hear him running, then I'm going to shoot him. You know what I mean? Or do whatever I'm going to do in that moment. You know, I also have bear spray on me as well. But in that moment, dude, it was like, I don't know, just where my brain went. And so I started running down the hill and and I got the whole thing on video. Either way, I run into bears, you know, every now and again. But it's things like that to me that I'm like, and I just went back to the same spot like a week later. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) it's, it just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And I, but I think that's why I enjoy it so much. You know what I mean? It's like, I enjoy the fact that, you know, most people aren't going to put that much effort into like going out and getting a picture of, of, of a sheep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, yeah, they all love bighorn sheep, but it's like, oh yeah, dude, make sure you carry a gun with you or see my run to a grizzly bear. They're going to be like, yeah, fuck that. Like I'm, <laughs> my pictures, I'm not that concerned. You know what I mean? Like I'll just stay down here and get pictures of elk and pronghorn and buffalo and like, which is great, you know, but it's like being able to put that much effort into my photography has just, has, has made me, you know, not only a better person, but also understand what I like more for myself. You know what I mean? I enjoy that. You know, I like, I like that, like that feeling of like, you're no longer at the top of the food chain anymore. And that's what makes me, you know, want the pictures even more because I know that, I mean, I can think of like three guys off the top of my head. There's like three guys that I know of solidly that do that, Hmm. you know, off the top of my head that, that go out and do photography. Uh, Actually, one guy is Teton Mountain Man. If mm-hmm. he goes way out in like Grand Tetons with like grizzly bears and stuff, then like that's what he does, and he does it all the time. That's what in my head keeps me apart from everybody else. And it's more of a me thing than it is like a boastful thing. Like it's more me being like, I know when I look at that picture that that picture took some fucking effort. Like I re- I see those pictures and there's certain pictures I remember, and I'm like, holy shit! Like the one time when I I like fell off the side of a not a mountain, but like I fell down a hill, you know, or like walking in the rain and being soaked or you know, coming back at night when it's like, fuck, it's kind of dark. And like, I'm walking around my pistol in my hand because I know there's bears around, you know, and it's things like that, that for me are very gratifying. That's what I enjoy most about it. No, oh, I can see that. I am definitely someone that's like, you think I can't go do that? Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah, fucking yeah, go yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, do you think yeah. it, it, when you go out doing photography, you experience nature differently than when you're hunting? Uh, that's a good one. Yes and no. I find that I because I'm doing photography, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing more. Like sometimes I tell my, I I put my camera down and I like tell myself to just watch with my eyes, like just Mm. enjoy it. Like there's, yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like, so with hunting, like, yes, you go out there, you enjoy the woods, but you're out there to, you know, you're out there to kill something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm out there to put some food in the fridge. That's what I'm out there for. There's a, there's a very specific purpose. And so with hunting, 
you're really not enjoying the animal as much in the sense that, you know, I'm out here with the purpose of killing the animal. Whereas like with photography, at least me doing my photography is like, my focus is looking at the animal, mm-hmm. enjoying, I'm not that you don't enjoy it when you're hunting, but I'm saying like the enjoyment is different. I'm yes. actually like, I, I feel myself more being, finally having more gratitude mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. nature and the animals. I'm going to be honest. Cause I mean, I don't give a fuck. Like, dude, I go out in the mountain sometimes and like, I'll be sitting on the edge of a fucking mountain. Right. And I see like other mountains across the way, all snow capped and shit. And I'm like hanging out with bighorn sheep. I cry sometimes. Like I'm not even a fucking lie. It's like, it's a touching fucking moment because you see these moments that you, most people only see on like fucking discovery channel sitting in their house or condo. And I think of like myself in California, seeing those things being like, wow, but never really feeling the moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. You see it on TV, which is great. Or you see the picture on Instagram, which is great. And, you know, hopefully it, it, it gives people a little bit of that feel, but I can tell you right now, there is nothing like, you know, and you being a hunter, no, you know, like there is nothing like putting in effort, getting somewhere and seeing something in its natural form and just mm-hmm. watching it. I know, like I said, it doesn't matter to me, you know, I shit, I fucking cry all the time out there. You know what I mean? It's, it just makes me truly appreciate the place that I live. It's like, I've never loved a state more than I love Montana, put as much effort into whatever I can do. Shit, I pay for the extra license plate because my every because my license plate went to you know helping fund public land. I donate ten percent of all my sales goes back to Wild Sheep Foundation. You know, most people don't know that, but like that's how important it is to me. You know what I mean? And um, eventually, I have merchandise coming out that's going to be used in support of. It's like being out there has truly makes you see it in a different way. Although it's not like as different as hunting, it's just a different way of viewing it. You know, to me, it's more of like a, I go out there with a more compassionate mindset. There you go. Mm-hmm. Then I go out there to like, we're going to fucking take down an elk. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to bow, I'm going to, you know, I'm trying to bow a fucking elk this year or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Like there's a different mindset. It's like being a Marine and being on Camp Pendleton and then being a Marine and moving down the streets of Fallujah in Iraq. Like there's a totally different fucking mindset change. And so it's it's in that way that I, that I find that it's different. As you've been talking about photography, it kind of shifted my mind on the way I view things, even if we're just out exploring and we come across, you know, any kind of animal, buffalo, elk or whatever. It definitely is. Like you said, you're viewing it with compassion because there's a moment. Yes, you're obviously hunting and you're looking at things. But when you do come across, you know, what it is that you're going to kill, you can only view it for so long before it's like, well, there's, there's your shot. Like, exactly. Like take the fucking thing. Yeah. Broadside, man. Yeah. 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 Go for it. Yeah. Which is totally different than photography because I'm actually sitting Mm -hmm. to enjoy it. No, well, not enjoy it, but like I'm, I'm more watching. And then as those moments happen, like you said, you get that moment, like, you know, kind of like hunting, you got the moment you know, broadside or, or, or whatever, whatever it is, you know, you're looking for that specific moment. I'm doing the same thing with photography. It's just mm-hmm. in a different way. I'm waiting for a clear picture, nothing in front of him, nothing behind mm-hmm. him or whatever the case may be. I'm looking for a certain way that he turns his head or, you know, tuts his head down or whatever he may be doing. You know, I'm waiting for those same moments. I'm just taking the picture and those moments kind of just keep going. You know what yeah, I mean? They don't really yeah. stop and boom, you know, you shoot it and it's done. It's like yeah. those moments keep happening. You just got to continue to, like I said, you just got to follow them as they move, you know, and you'll yeah. keep getting the moments, but it's just the effort of following. Yeah. Yeah. Your shot's <laughs> definitely different in that aspect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
couple more things and then I can let you go. I know you're busy. What tips do you have for somebody that would like to get into wildlife photography? What's something you're like, shit, I wish I would have known this. Yeah. Full frame camera. Okay. If I could tell anybody, it'd be go full frame. Um, and most people are like, fuck, you know, yes, full frame is expensive. Um, it's more expensive than APS-C, which I don't know if you know anything about cameras or not. Nope. Okay. So, so just a quick APS-C. Yeah, dumb it down. Yeah. APS-C. So let's start it this way. A full frame camera is 35 millimeter in ratio, mm -hmm. right? So think of a square, 35 millimeter. Okay. 35 millimeter came from the original back in the day when they started doing movies in Hollywood, the film that you see with the little squares, that's a 35 millimeter square. Okay. So full frame came from the original camera size of a 35 millimeter sensor. Okay. The sensor is obviously the little, the little, I'm just trying to like make it dumb and fast, but the sensor on the inside of the camera that captures the image mm -hmm. standard professional across the board, whether it's cinema movies or wildlife photographer, portrait photographer, full frame is like considered the standard, like professional grade size for the sensor. You have what's called APS-C, which is a smaller sensor. Okay. So mm -hmm. take like 35 millimeter and like cut a little bit out of the 35 millimeter. So you're making the sensor just a touch bit smaller. It's like 1.6 X smaller, you know, I don't know all the numbers and all that kind of shit, but it's a little bit smaller, but what that does is that allows people to get a camera for cheaper. So mm -hmm. you have like a T6I or like, I'm thinking of like cameras, like Canon's like entry grade cameras. Those are all APS-Cs. So it's a smaller sensor. So with a full frame camera, because the sensor is larger, you get better detail, you get better light. And then you also get better bokeh, which bokeh is the blur in the background of the subject because mm -hmm. the sensor is larger. An APS-C camera, some people say, oh, you know, if you're doing wildlife, do APS-C. What APS-C does is because the camera is small, because the sensor is smaller, what you're doing is like, so let's say you have a picture of my face, right? Mm -hmm. What APS-C does, so let's say there's like a 35 millimeter, right? So what APS-C does is it cuts down the size of the sensor. So it makes the subject look like they're closer because they're bringing them in closer mm -hmm. in the sensor get what i'm saying so yeah. a lot of people think for wildlife because they need further reach they want the APS-C because it makes the subject look closer to the frame but since the sensor is smaller it's not going to yield the same professional detail and obviously as the cameras get more expensive the sensors get better yeah um, but i would tell people if you are you know, like what's the one thing like okay if i could just do one thing to like start off and have my shit be like in that professional grade, I would say go with a full frame camera. And for those that listen, best like entry grade, I would say would probably be the Canon RP, which is a mirrorless full frame Canon. And, and most camera companies are kind of moving away from DSLR, which is the one with the mirror on the inside. Mm -hmm. Those cameras are heavier. That's also like wildlife photography, a mirrorless camera. Um, which is what I have. It's a mirrorless full frame camera. There's no mirror in it. So the mechanism and all that stuff that makes the, makes the mirror move up and down, dude, that's just heavy. Like it weighs a lot, you know, but mm. taking of that, taking that away makes the camera lighter. So then it in turn makes my gear, you know, ounces make pounds as, you know, like, as people would say in the Marine Corps, you know, ounces make pounds, you know what I mean? Or hunting or whatever ounces always make pounds. Mm -hmm. So just reducing whatever it is that I have by, you know, 10 ounces, you know what I mean? Well, that's almost a pound there, you know, almost a pound lost, you know what I mean? So in, in that regard, a mirrorless full frame camera 
for somebody who's getting into wildlife would be like the best place to start because you're already stepping into that professional grade of what's capable. You know what I mean? You're mm -hmm. already in, in that vicinity. So your, your product outcome being like your pictures are already going to kind of be on a different level than somebody that's like, you know, trying to shoot wildlife with, let's just say a APS-C camera. Not that you can't get great images with an APS-C camera, but you are definitely going to get better images with a full frame. Right on. Yeah, yeah. That's super helpful. What adventures do you have coming up? Any upcoming like events, anything awesome that you okay. want to shout out? <laughs> um, adventures? Shit. I'm, I go on adventures like every, every day. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, maybe not every day, but just grateful to be able to do it when I want. I mean, to be honest with you, like, you know, I mean, my life hasn't always been easy. I've been broke as fuck before living in a truck. You know what I mean? Like it's happened, you know, and uh, with my wife and my kids, you know, try mm -hmm. to do things a certain way and like try to fucking like put some effort into it. And it just tanks, you know what I mean? Like, and to think that I'm where I'm at now, I think what people forget is like, don't let life not be your adventure. You can make your life your adventure, you know, it, but it just takes the effort of like you putting effort into it. You know, I mm -hmm. feel like a lot of people these days, um, kind of wait for a lot of stuff to be given to them, you know, like, Oh yeah, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it to happen. No, fuck that. Go get it. Hell yeah. You like, you know, you want to fucking, you know, you want to take pictures of big horn sheep, go fucking get it. I'm not keeping anybody from it. You want to do it, do it, mm -hmm. but you have to want it yourself. And it's those kinds of things that I think that have made me excel is not really giving a fuck about like what's going on. You know, part of the reason why I've had so many, I guess, you know, great times and fucking tanking times <laughs> in my life. Cause I'm like, you know what, let's try it. Like, you know what, let's try it. Like I'm always out trying new things. I'm always out doing things that maybe aren't the regular, which is obviously obvious, but yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I'm trying to like, just think of, that's the only thing that I can think of. It's, I'm just happy to be where I'm at the adventures that I'm doing now, you know? Um, and sometimes my wife comes with me, which is great because, you know, she grew up in orange County, California. Oh, wow. You know, right out of Newport Beach. Like, this is not how <laughs> she grew up. So for her, this is like, fuck, you know, this is like, she loves it. You know, I, she's immersed. You know what I mean? She, you know, I bought her all the fucking gear and like, you know, so she goes out yeah. feeling confident, and, you know, nice boots and this is that and the other, you know, it's just, I, I find that, I guess maybe more of my enjoyment is, is seeing people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like your wife is a big part of your story and oh, yeah. why you are where you are. Oh yeah. I mean, she's one of those people where I don't, yeah, man, she's just always been, I mean, even at my worst times, but you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this. Most people wouldn't have lasted. Mm -hmm. Most people would have, most people would have been like, dude, you got like fucking $4 in your bank account at like all times. Like I am gone most people are, are and that's just one thing but like most people would have you know i think would have called it quits but like me and her just we're not that way you know and yeah. so having having somebody that's like yeah go fucking do it yeah go out there and go get it okay i'll see you at the end of the day good luck you know what i mean like and being okay with it and like nourishing um mm -hmm. nourishing my drive has only bet has only benefited her mm -hmm. at least at this point in our lives you know she's only now essentially benefited from it you know yeah. and um I mean, shout out wise, I mean, for things coming up, I have merchandise coming out. I'll say that I'm going to start making, uh, I have, you know, shirts and hats and things like that. And 
my goal is to be able to start supplementing. I don't want to say, cause I'm not sure if it's going to be a foundation, but mm -hmm. making a way for people to be able to know that they're donating towards Bighorn Sheep. That's, that, that's, that's my goal. At least another avenue for people to donate, you know, to Bighorn Sheep. I think, I feel like I've been given the opportunity uh, with the following that I have created to start using it as a way to supplement taking care of my favorite animal, which is obviously bighorn sheep, and being able to make sure that, you know, they're here for generations for, and for other people to enjoy. Um, so that's kind of like where in these mountains is going in the sense of like starting to supplement towards actually like being legitimate support for bighorn sheep, like wild sheep foundation, Montana sheep foundation, you know, Alberta, sheep foundation like all those different sheep foundations throughout america and canada you know being able to start helping supplement towards that uh is is, is my goal that's awesome that's so awesome that you're giving back especially to you know an animal that's really given you a lot too yeah yeah um, absolutely. and more reason to support you where can everybody find you and support you and i think you've even got a shop where people can buy your prints is that right yes yeah so the website was under construction for a while having to deal with like who's making the prints and like getting all that kind of logistical mm. information out. So you can find me online at in these mountains.com, www.inthesemountains.com or on Instagram at in these mountains. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with me. I totally appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. Please don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple podcasts, leave a five-star rating interview. It seriously helps more than, you know, if you took something away from this podcast or you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of you listening to it or a selfie and tag us on Instagram at the reckoning podcast or me at Brittany.long. We're excited to chat with you next week.